Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As we prepare for the Rose Bowl, coming up now, what do we got? Three hours until the Rose Bowl. 4 p.m. kickoff as the Badgers take on Oregon. We welcome in now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Radio Joe. Joe Zanzola, who produces this show. You guys hear him Monday through Friday. He's out in Pasadena right now. Joe, set us the scene a little bit, man. It's cold back here. I woke up. My car was frozen shut. Probably should have woke up a little bit earlier. Thank God for my remote car starter. You're out in Pasadena. Set the scene for us a little bit. All right. I don't want to rub it in too much. No, dude, um, it's okay. I, <laughs> all right. So I'm on the field right now. Um, it is about 70 degrees, calm, not a cloud in the sky. Um, I'm looking at everyone just prepping stuff for both benches. I'm on the uh, Badger bench right now. They got music pumping in. They've been testing uh, the officials' microphones. I've been hearing different uh, calls like pass interference and personal foul. Uh, there's palm trees everywhere. There's mountains in the background. This is – it can't get any better than this. Again, I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. The, the Rose Bowl is, it means a lot to me still. It is still a very historic game, and I think we're going to see a pretty darn good matchup today between two pretty balanced teams. Yeah, I mean, in college football, literally anything could happen. Joe, I know you're not able to watch the games right now. You're out on the field. But Michigan is currently beating Alabama 10-7. to In Minnesota, uh, they did take a 17-10 lead on Auburn, but it was called back, so it's fourth and goal right now. So we've got some crazy bowl games going on right now. And I'm glad you said what you just said, that this game still means a lot to me. I actually opened the show. I did a first... Uh, probably 30 minutes on why the Rose Bowl still matters, why these New Year's Day Bowls matter to me. And, and, and not only me, but I think that they matter to a lot of these, as I call them, kids on these teams because a lot of these guys aren't going to be playing on Sundays in the NFL. For some of these guys on both Wisconsin and Oregon, it could be the last time they ever put on the shoulder pads and the helmets. They work their ass off to get here, man. Training camp. You know, all the work and preparation they put into this season. These bowl games still do mean a lot, even though it's not the college football playoff. Tell me why it matters to you, why this Rose Bowl matters to you. Well, because I'm someone that accepted a long time ago that it's almost a bonus if Wisconsin is in the college football playoff. I mean, just there are so many things that work against that football program from a recruiting standpoint and the fact that, you know, this is a school that's never going to change their academic standards. So they're not going to get anyone that they really want. So I, I look at it and I say, hey, anything Wisconsin does when it comes to getting to a New Year's Six Bowl game, I think that that's good for me. may not be good for other Badger fans out there that, you know, demand college football playoff and think that, you know, this team can do it every single year. I mean, again, there are so many football programs in the country right now that would love to be where Wisconsin is, where you're able to get more with less, you're able to coach up these kids and get them to a point where they can compete against anyone. Um, I mean, Paul Chris deserves all the credit in the world. And, you know, to championship, you still put up a hell of a fight against Ohio State, and you still had many chances in the second half to win that game. Mm -hmm. But to end up here as a consolation prize, I think they have certainly earned it. I think, I mean, they've had, all, all things considered, they've had a tremendous year, and they had to overcome a lot of adversity to get to this point. And you're facing another top 10 team in Oregon that's also very good. And, 
you know, Mario Cristobal, the head coach, he's, he's bringing in some really good recruiting classes the last couple of years. And this is a team that is destined to do bigger and better things. And this is a team that's probably in the college football playoff conversation next year and the following year after that. So you're facing college football playoff caliber talent here. So at the end of the day, to be here, to be at this point, this is a big deal. It's a big deal for all these players. And like you said, most of these guys aren't going to the NFL. So this is going to be the biggest stage that they're on, and they should enjoy it and they should appreciate it. And, again, I hope a lot of fans do too. Yeah, completely agree. You brought up Paul Chris, and this will be the first Rose Bowl that he's actually been the head coach in, but he was the offensive coordinator back in 2011 when Wisconsin played. I go back to that 45-38 Rose Bowl. What was that, eight years ago, Oregon and Wisconsin? Is that the kind of game you're expecting? Are you expecting a high-scoring game, or do you think this is going to be a defensive battle? Because when you think Oregon football, you think high-octane offense. You remember the Chip Kelly days, Marcus Mariota, and now you think Justin Herbert, who's going to most likely be a top-ten quarterback. But they like to do the same thing the Badgers do, and that's pound the football and beat you on the defensive side of the ball. They're able to get after the quarterback. What are you expecting today in this game? I, I really think, first of all, I mean, I've got the Badgers winning this game, 23-20. That's the prediction. Uh, but what I think is going to be the biggest key, it's, it's going to be in the trenches on both sides. And you talk about two outstanding defensive fronts, both Wisconsin and Oregon, and then you look at two outstanding offensive lines. I mean, the Oregon offensive line, top four in the country. Right. The Badger offensive line, yeah, they're not top four, but you got to remember, this was a group that only has one returning starter in Tyler Biotich. That's it. The other four starters last year, just remember, that was the group that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated last year. Yep. And they kind of had a bit of a down season. Well, the talent was still there, and those guys all left. Three of them ended up in the NFL. This group this year, I think, has exceeded all expectations, and they've done a really good job in pass protection and in, you know, you know, getting big holes for Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, it's funny this week, you had the Oregon offensive line, they were being asked, so what do you think of this Badger defensive front? And they're all saying, we really haven't seen a defensive front like this all year. Right. I mean, we, 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 we've seen some defensive fronts in the Pac-12 that are similar to Wisconsin, but they're very unique. And then you flip it, and you ask the Badger defensive front, you say, hey, what do you think of this Oregon offensive line? And they tell you the same thing. They go, this is the best offensive line we've faced. We, we've never seen an offensive line like this. And, again, this is Big Ten, Big Ten country. There are some really good offensive lines in the Big Ten, but not like Oregon. So I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing today is how does this game handle itself in the trenches because I think that's going to go a long way. If Justin Herbert has time to throw, look out. He's got so many talented receivers. He's got so many talented running backs. They can all – just blow you away once they're in space. So it's important to try to put as much pressure as you can on Justin Herbert. And then obviously on the flip side of things, you know, Oregon does have an outstanding defensive front led by uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who was the Pac-12 defensive freshman of the year this year, and Joe, he really he, came along as of late. He may be the number one pick in the draft next year. I, he, he really may. He's that good. When you look at Chase Young at Ohio State, obviously that's who everybody's talking about, but I'm glad that you just brought him up. He is legit, man. He's going to be an NFL superstar. How do you block that guy? I, I mean, Cole Van Lannon and Logan Bruss, this is the one thing we know about them. They got to face Chase Young twice, okay? Mm-hmm. And the first time around, it wasn't good. The second time around, after watching the tape, they did a much better containing him in that Big Ten championship game. 
now you literally face the best pass rusher in the country and could obviously be, you know, a top three pick in the draft this year. Well, now you're going up against Thibodeau, who's very talented, very athletic, very fast, very explosive, but not quite Chase Young just yet. He could be Chase Young in the next couple of years. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it, certainly, I totally agree that if this kid continues to develop the right way, he will be, he will be a top five pick in the draft in a couple of years. But um, now that you face a guy like Chase Young, that helps you better prepare for someone like Thibodeau. So, can Thibodeau be contained? Yes, I think it's very possible. But I've watched a lot of tape. He just—if you don't get—if you don't get the right step on him, he's going to blow right by you, and that's it. And Jack Cohn screwed. So again, if this Oregon defensive front can keep Jonathan Taylor in check. How will Jack Cohn handle things going into the game? Right, and you brought up you think it's going to be a battle of the trenches, and I completely agree. I think it's going to be 23-20. I like your prediction right there. I think that's about what we see. Let's say that this is a 45-38 shootout. Do you think the Badgers could hang with Oregon, or do you think that favors them with Justin Herbert taking on Jack Cohn? Well, see, to me, I just think it's a wash. I mean, yeah, Justin Herbert's better than Jack Cohn. There's no, there's no right, debate yeah, there. Yeah. But... It's a wash in this sense because Jonathan Taylor is clearly better than all these Oregon running backs combined. So, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, if Oregon wants to beat you in the passing game, fine. But if the Badgers can match that with Jonathan Taylor just killing this Oregon D on the ground, well, then, I mean, then it does come down to a shootout. Then it's like, okay, who, you know, who wants who wants to hold on to the ball more? Who wants to control time of possession? And you look at, you know, snaps per game for both of these teams, they're pretty much even. I mean, these two teams mirror each other in so many different ways. Uh It's really hard to say, well, this is clearly something that, you know, the Badgers don't have that Oregon has or vice versa. I mean, everything kind of balances itself out. So uh, time of possession could be a big thing in this game, especially late. And as I know with Wisconsin, they do like to hang on to that ball for six, seven, eight-minute drive. So if they find themselves in control in the fourth quarter, don't be surprised if they're going to try to do everything they can and just hold on to that football. No, I agree with you, and I feel like Oregon, we underrate them a little bit because the Pac-12 is a disaster. Like, I'm even watching that game last night, and I was high on Utah. I was calling them a college football playoff team. They got blown out by a mediocre Tom Herbin coach Texas team. So the Pac-12 has been down for the last decade. But Oregon resembles more of a Big Ten team because of what you just said. They like to win the game in the trenches. They can run the football. They could get after the quarterback. Uh, Going on, moving on, though, Jonathan Taylor, this is most likely his last game as a Badger where would you rank him among the all-time greats? Not only at the running back position, just but when you look at your favorite Badgers all-time, Russell Wilson for that one year, J.J. Watt, where do you have Jonathan Taylor listed on your uh, top ten? Uh, and I don't know. He's up there, right? Uh, he's he's way up there. And the and the thing the thing that really sucks is he he should have a Heisman Trophy. I mean, he just he should. I mean, you look at the records he's been able to break here three seasons then, and being able to surpass pretty much everyone in college football, all the great running backs in the game, he's been able to surpass all that through three seasons, and he can't even be a finalist for the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Ron Dane got his Heisman. Jonathan Taylor couldn't even get in because we're in a quarterback-driven league. I mean, look, Jonathan Taylor, he's, to me, he's probably my top three of all time, he, he, I mean, he's that special. It's, it's, it's so hard to put him anywhere lower than that, despite the fact that 
he hasn't gotten the proper accolades. And I mean, it's a tough question, Ryan. It really is. It kind of stumped me. I, I would, I, I would have to say he's probably top three. He's been that dynamic, and I don't want to rule out completely, you know, that he would come back for a senior season. I, I think it makes a little sense in the world to enter the draft because you have to when you're a running back. Especially if you're going to get the money in the first round, right? But, right, absolutely. You know, and and he'll be he'll be gone no later than the second round, um, but. And it, it's the, the thing that's interesting is with Jonathan Taylor, he's, he was asked about this right after the Big Ten Championship was, okay, well, you know, regardless of what the bowl game is, are you planning on, you know, playing in this game? Because some running backs like to protect their stock. And Jonathan Taylor's like, are you kidding me? Of course I'm going to play. And Jonathan Taylor's the most humble kid out there. And he has the same attitude as everyone else on this Wisconsin team. They go out there and they play for each other. And there are no... It's not me, me, me. Right. Jonathan Taylor might be the most dynamic player in college football, but he's not worried about himself. He understands what's at stake for him, but he's going to go out there and play today. He's going to give it his all, and I don't think even if even if something happened to him, God forbid, he's not going to have any regrets about it because that's that, that's the kind of kid that he is. He is he is a great team player. No, I completely agree, and it's so rare now that we see running backs taken in the first round, unless you're in Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Adrian Peterson, so for Jonathan Taylor, like you just said, to play in this game alongside his teammates is just awesome to see, because, yeah, I mean, on the outside looking at it, maybe it doesn't mean a whole lot. It's not a college football playoff, but the fact that he wants to go out there in the Rose Bowl, when he knows he's most likely going to be taken in the first or second round, which you just don't see with running backs, it's just really cool to see. Joe, you've given us your prediction. You're going 23-20 Badgers? Yeah, 23-20 Badgers. It's just, but would it surprise me if Oregon won? No, it would not surprise me at all. I I think either way you're going to watch a really good football game today. And if you don't care about the Rose Bowl, well, you're missing out. Absolutely. I know Bill Schmidt will be on post-game coverage, Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show tonight. Are you going to hop on with him and maybe do a little review still? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be, I'll be working here all night. Uh, If you guys follow me on Twitter at Radio Joe Sports, also on Instagram at Radio Joe Sports, and uh, at 105.7 FM, the fan on both Instagram and Twitter, I'm posting stuff left and right, videos, pictures. I just took a bunch of pictures of the field. Um, so I'll have that up shortly. I'm just going to get back to work and take all of this in. It is a beautiful day for football today. Really is. So give Joe a follow. He'll have you guys covered throughout the day. Joe, thanks, man. Enjoy the game. I will, Ryan. Thank you. Hey, Happy New Year, by the way, too, bud. Happy New Year to you, too. Have a good 2020, although I'll, I'll see you in a couple days here. Thanks, Joe. Take care, bud. Thanks, Ryan. Find him, Radio Joe Sports. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. For 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.